Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for Curbside. He shoots, they score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score! Refreshed by Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com. Randy Carricker, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and our friend, the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joins us from Winnipeg, where the Blues will take on the Jets tonight, 6 o'clock pregame, here on your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. Good morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, I'm awesome. How are you today? Everything's great. Okay. Uh, fill in the blank. The Blues are 3-0 and because blank. Ooh. Because Jordan Bennington has been terrific to start the season. Hey, Kerber, I, I, I was watching the game uh, the other night, and it, it stuck out to me that, that Ryan O'Reilly was, was dominant in, the, in, the, in face-off, 7-8 versus McDavid, and Robert Thomas had a good night as well. How important is that um, for those guys to, to dominate those face-offs and make sure that the Blues get the puck uh, right off the rip? Randy, I'll tell you – or uh, sorry, Kerry. Kerry, I'll tell you something. I, I, that's actually one of the biggest reasons I think they beat the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Robert Thomas was so good on the faceoff circle, and then Ryan O'Reilly was as well, that a lot of times the Blues started with the puck. And one of the things that they talked about was making sure that you force Saddle, you force McDavid to defend. I mean, guys, look, going into that game, Connor McDavid had 10 points on the year. He was plus one. Now, I know, I know in today's game they don't put as much stock on the plus minus, right? But, but at some point in time, like when you have 70 points, and you're only plus 12, it means that a lot of goals are going in when you're on the ice, okay? And, um, and, the, and the Blues made him defend. What's really interesting, it's a fantastic topic, too. I, I talked probably for about 10 minutes at the off-day practice with Steve Ott on the development of, of um, Robert Thomas and, and really a lot more about how Steve Ott coached because Steve Ott was an excellent face-off guy, 55 56% in his career. And he's developed – such an amazing way of coaching face-offs. So, like, when he's talking about Robert Thomas winning face-offs, it's just not pulling the puck back clean. It's sometimes, depending on the way the other guy is positioned, where the referee is, that there's a chance that, uh, uh, like, a 90% chance that that puck is going to go in this funnel area to the left. And Robert Thomas now knows that and is able to say, hey, tell his defenseman, get over to the left a little bit more. And that's how you win some of the team face-offs. And that's that's just one of just about – 50 different things he told me that morning that was just <laughs> fascinating. So Robert Thomas has gotten so good on, on face-offs. So guys, I mean, the way you look at it right now, he has taken more face-offs than Ryan O'Reilly. Now, I still think when push comes to shove, shove crunch time, you're going to see Ryan O'Reilly at about 22 minutes and, and taking 60% of the face-offs. But they are really bringing Robert Thomas along really well. Another guy they're bringing along is Jordan Cairo and Curbs. He led all forwards in minutes played on Saturday. What are you seeing out of Cairo? Yeah, you know what? I think I think in that game on Saturday, they needed some speed, and I think they really just want to kind of get him jump-started. That top line with Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, and Brandon Saad going into that game had just – they were combined one goal, no assists, and minus seven through the first two games. 
So the fact that they they played seven four or sorry eleven forwards and seven deep um, that gave some room for some more ice time. So putting Kairou speed out there, you know, with Ivan Barbashev's line a couple of times, I, I think that helps. So I think Kairou's had an okay start. Um, I think you're still watching some chemistry developing. I was talking to Darren Pang last night, and he had gone back rewatching. He goes, you know, Brandon Todd quietly had a really strong game there. So, uh, you know, maybe it's a, another couple of games where they continue to give these guys a chance to continue to develop that chemistry because it's a it's a different line. They are different line mates for Ryan O'Reilly, and in that sense, it's a different responsibility as well when it comes to Saad and Kairou playing against other teams' top lines every single shift. So I, I think there's an adjustment period still going on. Curbs, I want to circle back to your very first answer because Bennington has been outstanding, and last year at times he was not. It's just such a weird position, and you either do it or you don't. But he seems to be, and, and you're around the club every day, he just seems to be, from what I read, from what I hear, in a really good state of mind. Is that what you're reading from from Bennington at this point? I, you know what, I – Actually, it is, Randy. I, I kind of get the sense he, like he's given a vibe. If, if I'm reading the tea leaves right, he, he's given a vibe of just he, he just feels comfortable. I, I think it's the most comfortable I've ever seen him. Just conversation. It's it, you know the, the practice rink here in, in, in uh, the practice rink in Edmonton is actually attached to their building. It's a fantastic setup there, and but it was a decent walk from that all the way to the uh, to the locker room. And you might have seen them. We cart him. I have a video of them carting him to the practice site at the beginning of practice. He's walking back on the way back, and I went, that's a long walk in hockey pads. And his response was just a Jordan Bennington quip of, that gives me time to think. <laughs> right? So there's just a, yeah, there's there's just a, a good calmness to him, and he has been on fire. I Look, I, I don't, I may be making too much of this, I don't know, but I do wonder if, like, you know, you've got the up-and-coming Billy Huso, unrestricted free agent. There, there was, It's just a different vibe. He knows he's the guy right now. Like, he knows it. Thomas Grice is a backup goaltender, and I believe we'll see Thomas Grice tonight, by the way. But Thomas Grice is a backup goaltender, and, and Jordan is the number one guy. And I think he relishes that fact that he knows it's his responsibility. He came in mentally ready to go. And look, there's going to be some peaks and there's going to be some valleys, but he has started this season off with quite a peak. Hey, Curves, one of the uh, – obviously Bennington playing well, but the, one of the adjustments that the Blues made on Saturday was was keeping one of the forwards in the zone and, and making sure that they stayed back and not allowing those guys to take off. How important was that uh, defensively to to make sure that those forwards were in place uh, and just keep keep the puck off of the sticks of, of McDavid and Drysidle? Your, your defense cannot the, – the, the defense – cannot defend and close the gap and challenge at the blue lines. They can't push the play to the corner effectively if the forwards are not coming back hard. And there was one specific play, I believe it was in the second period, Drysaddle took the puck down to the hash marks, Colton Pareko came over to pinch him off, and it was Braden Shen that busted back, and Braden Shen got in on that battle. All of a sudden it was a two-on-one, Drysaddle couldn't go anywhere. And then when the Blues cleared the puck, one of them gives Drysaddle a little nudge, and he's a half stride off and has to start over. Whether it was Ken Hitchcock, whether it's been Craig Berube, whomever, and 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 a really good team. John Cooper in Tampa, you know, has has got it going. It just about every team in the Central seems to do this. If if your forwards don't back check and help make plays defensively, it's going to be a long day on your defense because your defense has to back up. The forwards were excellent in that game against uh, Drysaddle and McDavid. 
Hey, Curbs, I got a, I got a question for you a little bit off the, the path of where we're going. After the game on Saturday, you gave a a, a warm shout-out to Curly Howard, former Three Stooge. Uh, which of the Three Stooges is the greatest of the Three Stooges? I, I got to know what your opinion is on this because I, I, I'm sure that I differ on this one. That, it's Curly. Curly? It's not even, it's not, it's not even close. <laughs> it, okay, okay, first off, listen. Okay, here's the deal. All right. Anybody that tells you that it'll be Curly Joe, who was on at the end for a little no, while. No, no, okay, no, those, no, no, no. Those, those people you do not invite over to your house. <laughs> okay? All right? Okay? Now, what I, what I didn't realize, until you, you look at this, okay? I knew, that, I knew that Mo was Curly's brother. I didn't know that Shep was. Shep, I think, was actually the oldest of the five brothers, and Curly was the youngest. So, uh, um, and, and it turns out Shep actually was one of the Stooges before Curly. It was part of a stage show with a guy in New York. Shep got tired of the belligerentness of the guy that, that it was his show, the guy that ran it. He left. They brought in Curly. The guy says, no, nah, he can't do it. He doesn't look right with this long hair, this dark hair, and this, uh, this mustache. So he went off stage. He <laughs> shaved it. And that's when Curly got his look, right? And then... So then, then Curly. So when 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 Mo and Larry Fine and Curly broke away from this guy, that's when all of a sudden the st- Three Stooges became the Three Stooges. So then after Curly died, Shemp came back in. But yeah, for me, look, Cur- Curly's an original. It's it's got to be Curly. Are you are you going with Mo or Shemp? I'm going with Shemp all the way. Oh. I, I Shemp is is the funniest. He he was just hilarious. I mean, that, Larry uh, Curly was 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 funny. Nobody but, likes Larry. Nobody no, has Larry as their favorite. Just, Larry, Larry is Larry, Larry is kind of just there. He he because you got to have three. He's right, right. The third, but Shemp to me was the core and the crux of what they were doing. He was the missing piece when he was not on. You know what? We actually because they were all so good together, at some point in time, we should have like a national Larry Fine appreciation. <laughs> I think Larry should get some love somewhere. <laughs> good call. Curbs will be tuned in tonight, 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock faceoff for the Blues and the Jets. By the way, what do you do on an off day in Winnipeg? I'm sure it's an action-packed town. Uh, um, uh, well, the ambient helped me sleep real well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I walked. I walked around. Actually, I watched the I, because it was on ABC up here. Uh, I watched. I watched the whole Formula One race. That uh, oh. that that Drive to Survive uh, series got me into that pretty good. So I enjoyed that. Very nice. Good. All right. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, listen, guys. Uh, happy curling day. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we got to get out. You know, did we have Bulger on the show? Mark Bulger has a curling facility in Nashville. Get out of here. Yeah, he, he opened a huge, like, <laughs> bar-restaurant curling facility. Dude, that is fantastic. It'll, it'll catch on. I mean, eventually we had to put shuffleboard on ice, but that is on the TV 24-7 up here. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, we got to get down there sometime. Yeah. We, he, he invited us down anytime we want to come. We can go curl with, uh, with Mark. <laughs> All right, I'm in. I'll go with you. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Curbs, have a great day. We'll see, see you. guys. Take care. That is the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, here on 101 ESPN. Academy Award nominee Carrie Mulligan and Emmy nominee Zoe Kazan star in She Said as New York Times reporters Megan Tuohy and Jody Cantor, who together broke one of the most important stories in a generation, a story that shattered decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood and ignited a shift in American culture that continues to this day. The film co-stars Oscar nominee Patricia Clarkson, Emmy winner Andre Brower, and Tony winner Jennifer Ely, with Academy Award nominee Samantha Morton. She Said arrives in theaters November 18.